0: Hey, what up, fam? I'm Destiny, your host, and you're tuning into Who We Are podcast, where each week we dive into truth and dig deep to uncover the details of who God says we are and what we can do to overcome the labels that try to replace our identity. This podcast was made to encourage, empower, and engage every generation. So if you like what you hear today, please comment, like, subscribe, and share to spread the word. It takes like 20 seconds, could but could impact someone for a lifetime. Let's get started. I feel frustration is becoming a cultural epidemic. We, as a culture, seem to be frustrated in something or someone for some reason or another, more often than not. We get this sense of frustration, whether it be with a job or a relationship or a season of our life. We get frustrated because we feel that we should be somewhere where we are not, and we feel as if we are falling behind in life. We feel we are not where we are supposed to be. We feel as if we are falling behind and that God has almost forgotten about us. We get frustrated with the process. We get frustrated with the seasons of feeling stuck. We get frustrated with the overwhelming sensation. We get frustrated. But the thing is, God doesn't give frustration. Yet also often when we get frustrated, our first response is to go to God and be like, why did you let this happen to me, God? Why me? And we complain and we bicker and we moan and we just say, woe is me. But there was a character in the Bible who was brought in through frustration, who was introduced through suffering. And this character lost his entire family, but his wife. He lost all of his business and wealth. He lost everything, even his health, to the point he was near death row. And he was probably wishing sometimes in his head of, I just wish my life would end right now because it is painful. And he was probably frustrated to some human level degree. But did he dare question God? Even when his friends were like, hey, Job, here's some bad advice. Job, still remained faithful. No more faithful of a man can be found than Job. And that is why the trials of suffering were brought upon him. Because Satan wanted to destroy that. Satan wanted to bring frustration upon his life. And see, that's the truth. God cannot give you frustration. God did not give Job that suffering. He did not say, okay, Job, I'm going to take away your flocks. I'm going to take away your family. I'm going to take away your health. No, God allowed it to happen. He allowed the devil to do with it and to make evil. But God took that frustration and he used it. He reaped through that suffering and refined Job's faith even more. To become an even more faithful man. Because genuine faith is refined by trials. And through that the outcome was he had twice as much as before. No other beautiful women could be found like the daughters that he now had. And he remained faithful. A verse that comes to my mind is James 4, seven. So let God work his will in you. Yell a loud no to the devil and watch him make himself scarce. Say a quiet yes to God and he'll be there in no time. Often in life, we forget to let God work his will, because we also want the reins in our hands to do our will, because we feel that we should be somewhere in life, that we should have this job by now, we should be living this house, looking with this clothes, and whatever it is that you have as a personal goal in your life. That we often start to put up walls and borders, and we put God in a boundary of a box. We say, no, God, I got it in this area of my life. I I only need you in this area. And that is where the frustration starts to take root in the seeds of bitterness, because before you know it, you realize that you cannot do it without God. And you become frustrated in that area, and you wonder why you're frustrated, but then you come down to realize that you haven't been trusting God in that area of your life. God is in charge, and God is in control. We do not have the power to say, tomorrow I shall, which is why the Bible clearly says to make it a habit of saying, if the master wills. And that right now is why I ask God to please forgive my impatient heart, to wait on his trial this season, because I often get frustrated in the waiting. But the waiting is not supposed to be a time of frustration. It's supposed to be a time of the promise to come. It's supposed to be a time of prayer and of basking in God's glories and the promises that he will fulfill because God does not break a promise. And I often forget about that. I often forget about the harvest that is about to come in the seasons of waiting as the crop begins to grow. And good things come to those who wait. God continues to grow more and more and refine more and more in your life to make you abundantly more blessed than you were before. And God cares down to the very last detail, James five eleven. And if God cares down to the very last detail of my life I think he cares down to the very last detail of your life. And God would not lie in his book of truth. So if you're feeling frustrated with any area of your life, know that God cares down to the very last detail. He wants you to pour your heart out to him. Go to him crying and in prayer and just weep at his feet because he is close and near to the brokenhearted. And he will give you the strength to stand. He will give you the courage to walk. He will give you the wisdom to speak and he will give you the feet of peace. Pursue peace with your entire life. That's what he says. He wants you to walk in peace, his peace. It says the prayer of a person living right with God is something to be reckoned with. Yet I feel that our culture has a problem with prayer we forget the power of prayer. We are so frustrated that we just pour out our complaints rather than pouring out our prayers. But the truth of the fact is this, if the words of your mouth and your mind are the forerunners of your life, then why are we not making prayer as our words and forerunners? When Elijah prayed that the rain would not fall, it stopped for three and a half years until he prayed for it to start on God's timing we need to start having faith and believing in prayer because it says a believing prayer will heal. So why do we just speak empty words? Why have we become so filled with doubt as a society that we do not give God the time of day to pray? That we do not pray in God's spirit, that we do not pray in the power of his truth, but instead we give a little half-assed, God, please bless this food and we move on with our day. God wants to hear your prayers. He wants you to talk to him and have a relationship with him. Prayer is not just words. Yet we have become a nation where we think that believing prayer is just empty words. So we do not even have a believing prayer. We just have an empty prayer filled with wants. Because we have become a progressive Christian nation where we think that God is more of a vending machine than he is a true father that he is a king, that he's a shepherd, a friend, a jealous lover. We often forget that God is a jealous lover and he is jealous of your heart. He wants to be the thing that is center root in your life and nothing else. That's why he tells us over and over to make sure you clean house and that you fill it with the things that are good, pure, lovely, and whole. The things of him He wants you to fill your mind with his peace, with his truth, with his word. He wants you to hide his word in your heart. Because if you do not hide his word in your your heart, you will hide the lies and the false promises of this world. And you will continue to fill it up with that until the world rejects you. Because at the end of the day, the devil doesn't want you. He just wants to use you for his plan to get ahead. And the devil just wants to bring you down to the pit of destruction that he is headed in as well. here's the truth, God accepts you and God wants you just as much, if not even more, because he's a fierce, jealous lover. And God wants to have your life, your faith on display as evidence of his victory. And it comes down to, will you let him? Will you let him use your life as an altar of his goodness, of his glory, of his greatness? Will you allow him to use you for the will and the calling he has on your life? And it will be hard. And as humans, we might get frustrated with the process because we might not always understand. Because understanding the things of God takes persistent growth. And even then, we might not understand because we are not God. And we do not have the mind of God because his thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And his words are higher than our words. And his ways are higher than ours. And that just begins the refining process of cultivating trusting in him that we have not seen him. Yet we see him work on display in our lives all throughout the goodness and the blessings that he places in our lives. And it is our choice, our free choice to choose whether or not we accept him or we reject him. Just know that when you accept him, he accepts you. And when you reject him, he still accepted you until you reject him up to the point of denying him. To which then, and loving into your sin, and walking into a life of sin, that he has to turn his back on you because God cannot accept sin. But God doesn't want to turn his back on you. God wants to accept you. He wants everyone to be saved, yet not everyone will be saved. Because they do not want that choice. And that is where free choice comes in. See, God wants you to choose him. Like a man chooses a wife as a bride, God wants you to choose him. God wants a relationship with you and he wants you to choose to have a relationship with him. He doesn't want to force it because then it's not a relationship. It's a contract. And God doesn't want a contract. God wants a loving, beautiful relationship with you. God wants to be the center of your heart. He wants to take your frustration and use them. He wants to take the rejection and use it as redirection. God wants to fill your life to be one of God's colors. He wants to fill you with his spirit. He won't abandon you. And he is always with you. And he will keep you safe. So why as a culture do we not trust that? Why do we not believe that God will keep us safe? Why are we so filled with fear? When all fear is is a liar. So if you're listening to this today, and you are frustrated in some area of your life, maybe it's time to go talk to God about it. Just to sit quietly and let it out. Let the tears and the frustration of your heart and the agony and the woes, just let it out to God because he knows. He wants to hear. He wants to be near to your broken heart. And he wants to use it to take you and refine you and to make your faith be proven genuine. Your worth is found in Christ and nowhere else. And when you accept God and He brings you into a new life, you have everything to live for, including a future in heaven. 1 Peter 1 4. Thanks for tuning into this week's memoir update of biblical truth, biblical encouragement, and God's Word. If this encouraged you in any way, please comment, subscribe, share. And if you have any questions or comments, or you want to hear about a topic and you might be confused on what a Bible verse means, message me and we can break down God's word together. Thanks.